Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. I feel like, yeah. No, I feel like that's a good way to start. Um, I have the biggest crush on Ricky Martin for most of my life. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I I would say I still do. I honestly, I still do. Yeah, he's a cutie. And he makes good grinding music. You know what I mean? And honestly, American Crime Story didn't make that go away i would argue that it made it stronger sure just the the powerful the one energy of the one that he's in what was it the gucci one the the gucci yeah (laughs) the house of gucci one yeah where he's just walking around butt ass naked oh yeah that is really good yeah I feel like there was a long part of my youth where my crush for ricky martin just was like smoldering because i was like i understand we're on different paths in life Parallel, right. but, right, I, but they won't intersect. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw him again in American Crime Story, and I was like, God damn, that ass, though. <laughs> like, Always take me back in, Ricky. Come on. I know. So beautiful. Why wasn't he cast in Troy, you know? That's a great, you know what? Let's let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm glad somebody's finally asking these important questions. When will someone ask us to talk about Troy on a bonus Jonas? Ooh. I mean, we can just do whatever we want, I guess. Ugh. Talk about gays and cryptids, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, that is our demo, you know. <laughs> Just, you know, but like 2,000 years ago. Yeah. The original ones. OG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like gay cryptid OCs from history. <laughs> Troy. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, if we if we run out of ideas from present time, we need to start going back go way history. Because <laughs> there's a plethora from there. Yeah, we could really... Just take this to the moon, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, let's just go. start dissecting epic poetry on the pod. Here are the gayest fossils. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our guest blathers on the show. Ah. Anyways, hello. Hey, this is a podcast you listen to, willingly. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, my friend. Um, yeah? You are listening to this is post-Thanksgiving. Which is great. Congratulations. You did it. You survived. You want that for us, because we celebrate it here. We want that Christmas creep now. We want that Christmas creep. Hello. Hi. Proud of you for having weird conversations with your family, or if you didn't even <laughs> go anywhere. That's great. Thank God bless you. Thank God bless you even better. <laughs> but as we were recording, it is literally the eve of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Truly. And I came across a story that gave me so much joy. <laughs> I never heard I have of before. so many questions. <laughs> and it is the good folks at Polygon did an extensive oral history of the Sonic Parade float at the Thanksgiving <laughs> Day Parade in 1993. Are you familiar with the story, Allie? <laughs> I am. I am familiar with the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yes. Yeah, so we all love the Thanksgiving Day Parade, right? We get big SpongeBob. We get big Snoopy. We get Santa. We get all. And the there's hits. nothing good about it when it goes well. No, I'll it's boring. It's, it's not boring. very fun. It's just like we see big floats and that's cool, but like pretty, pretty boring most of the times, right? Correct. There's something to be on 
if you celebrate Thanksgiving, right? Right. I watch it with immense interest when things go wrong. Yes, absolutely. Chaos feeds me. So is the case in uh, the year 1993, (laughs) in which Sega was like, hey, we got to get our boy Sonic up in here. We got to get our cool, fast blue guy up in the float. Um, Was the first video game character ever to be in a Thanksgiving Day parade before Mario, before Pikachu, before any of those big boys up in the sky. Gotta test it out. And they're like, you know what? We want to make a statement here. Um, (laughs) And we just want to be there. We want to be where the people are. You know what I mean? Right. And this is where the story gets a little bit tragic because it ended up in chaos. Because well, as, how else would something end with Sonic? You know, absolutely. He just—he's too fast. You know, you can't—you can't, you can't <laughs> tie that guy up. And, and the Thanksgiving Day Parade is nothing, nothing fast. It's yes. just that thing's like five hours. It's, it's the sure. slowest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> and so all these fucking like bigwig Sega people—they rented up this like fancy high rise right near Columbus Circle, where that big turn is for the parades. Sure. And they're watching it, and they're like, where? Where's where's our big blue boy Sonic? Where is Sonic? We this this is the most important uh, day of the year for us. This is a pretty big shit. Sure. Like the people that were supposed to be holding Sonic are there. Um, Sonic nowhere to oh. be found. Um, and oh. that is because a gust of wind prior to that turn knocked it over into like a light post, and it oh, fell God. over. And this work gets sad because it did injure two people. Not, oh, no. not like traumatically. They were fine. They ended up being okay. Probably traumatized. Fully though. traumatized. Absolutely, of seeing a giant <laughs> light pole fall down from the sky, and also right. giant Sonic above them, menacingly. Right. And then they just pulled him and deflated him in the most sad way. Oh possible, my god! And just kept going. But seriously, like this polygon thing, it's like an extensive. They talk to like Sega people. They talk to like all the people like involved or whatever. Yeah. And it is incredibly thorough and it's truly riveting. Um, but it's also the funniest fucking shit I've ever heard because it seems like people at Sega are always just like, hey, they keep fucking talking about Thanksgiving and how we kind of blew that one up a little bit. And like, right. nobody died. So it's okay. Leave us alone. We made a mistake. But not good for the brand. Not good for the brand TM. But that is my now my favorite Thanksgiving story, I think, <laughs> of all time. Um, it is so fucking funny. I love that. Yeah. Uh, the Thanksgiving Day Parade is something that I, I genuinely enjoy. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of traditions that I look back on fondly. Yeah. Um, the Thanksgiving Day Parade and also the fucking the dog competition. Oh, yeah. The Westminster yeah. yeah, those are those are two like staples. You're like, yeah, football's yeah. on. Like, yeah, sports. But I want to see those little dogs dance. Absolutely. But I want to see I want to see chaos happen in the morning at the parade, and yes. then I want to see them dogs. Yes. And that's what I'm looking for. That's what Thanksgiving's all about. A hundred percent. I want to give thanks to them dogs. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> How are you, my dear? Um, I'm doing much better now after that story. That's amazing. Thank you. Happy to help. Yeah. <laughs> At the time that you all are listening to this, I am probably very satiated from some of my very favorite foods. Yes. But at this time, I can't think of anything else sure. other than <laughs> yeah. um, than just having a mashed potatoes and gravy. But I also have a happy thing that is New York-based. Okay. And I did not plan Great. this Ooh. today. Synergy, um, but I do love, yeah, I love when our we have our one brain cell that works together. <laughs> I, unfortunately, 
I'm bringing Tick Tick Boom to the space. Okay, sure. Again, you are bringing the cursed name of the I man. I won't say it. Okay, thank you. I'm not going to say it. All right. But his, his dirty work is, is here. Just, <laughs> just to see you know. I know. His presence I know, is I here. I know. Um, I won't say it because I know if I say it three times, he will appear. And Absolutely. I can't <laughs> deal with that right now. This past weekend, great weekend for movies that I could watch from my couch. Yes. Love that. Yeah, very good. I have been eagerly awaiting Tick Tick Boom with bated breath. Yeah. One, because I am a sucker for Jonathan Larson. Yeah. Um, and also because I am a sucker for the person who directed this. Unfortunately, <laughs> both these men are my downfall. Um, Jonathan Larson, bless his soul, is a, a dumpster fire, um, but also was my exact type for most of my life. Of being emotionally unavailable, mm. of being just drastically tied to his art. So the fact that he is being portrayed by Andrew Garfield is a true tragedy for me, because Andrew Garfield is unfortunately devastating in this. <laughs> um, and I have only seen Andrew Garfield in one thing prior to this, which is the social network. I didn't see yeah. his Spider-Man things. So I didn't know that this little shit could sing. And he sings yeah. really well. Yeah, he's which is very talented. I'm always floored by this room. <laughs> you know, I was I was completely <laughs> fucking aghast in this. Tick Boom was great. I had high expectations going into this, um, and it met and exceed, <laughs> exceeded those, which was wild. Um, here's what I will say: as an, a person who gladly <laughs> gladly critiques the director of this movie. Yeah. And also feels emotionally tied to that man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I cannot imagine a better person to direct this film for it to be his directorial debut, primarily because Jonathan Larson, <laughs> the director of this movie, yeah. and myself, unfortunately, have something in common, which is that we are unfortunately obsessed with time mm-hmm. and how it relates to our lives. And yes. specifically the director of this film, yeah. um, because of the fact that it has consumed his work. Mm. In the same way that it consumed Jonathan Larson's work. And I feel like the director of this movie has had a storyboard of Tick, Tick, Boom for like 20 years. Yeah. And cashed in. (laughs) Specifically with like, I am not going to direct anything until I can direct Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. And that was very clear in this of just the little nuances. So I think that that was a good choice. Yeah. That's definitely a a flex, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. And that made it a lot more devastating of the fact that the director of this film and Jonathan Larson have a lot of similarities in how they are fixated on what does a legacy mean? Mm-hmm. TMTM. <laughs> TMTM. But it was very good. And I think that there, I've been listening a lot to the soundtrack afterwards because it uh, it's very good and I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. I will say... If you have not yet watched it, um, please be aware that there is a lot more of Bradley Whitford in it than you might be aware of. Oh, so just know (laughs) that there is a surprise Bradley Whitford in there um, who will shock you and be in there a little bit more than you might expect. So fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited Um, to watch. While I do think the revisionist history around Rent and Jonathan Larson is a little bit suspect. Yeah. I do obviously owe a lot to him and I appreciate him and like a lot spent a lot of my 
youth idolizing him, so I do oh want my to God, see it, yeah. you know? So I <laughs> yeah. am very, and I love Andrew Garfield, like unironically, so I think he's great. The last thing that I will say about this too is it is tight. It is a yeah. tight film. There's like good. nothing that I feel like could have been cut. And I think that that is one of the things that the director of this film, I feel like was a strength that he brought to this. Yeah. Is coming from a Broadway background, mm-hmm. you can like see in people's faces when they are disengaged. Yeah. And so I think that that came across in this movie of like nothing, nothing that's not entertaining is getting to the final cut. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, God bless. Yeah. Exactly. We have just a, just a little bit of current events just here. a tiny bit. Nothing too crazy. Nothing, nothing too wild. The first bit is to touch on our big birthday announcement <laughs> from last week. Yes. Which we teased at the beginning of that episode and then dropped at the end. Yeah. Unintentionally. Oops. I am so overjoyed with the two designs that we released for our birthday collection. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I will not... I've been yelling them out into the street. I've been telling everyone I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> hello, have you seen them? Look have at you them. heard They're the good beautiful. <laughs> have you seen these cute little guys? You could put them on a shirt and put them on anything. Put them on everything. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited if you have not yet seen them. We've linked them everywhere. Yeah. Anywhere you could possibly uh, find us, they are there. They are there. So please take a look at them. Especially because of the fact that TeePublic has been having sales. Like, I'm pretty sure when y'all are listening to this, there will still be a a sale going on. Yeah. So So now's the time. You know. It's a great time to get them. Yeah. This first little bit of news I saw that you shared on our Twitter, and I was very excited by the image alone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this is fantastic. I love being able to share Teen Vogue pieces on here. Yeah, it's also an older one, too. I just saw it today because it got shared again by the author. And I appreciate it because we missed it when it first came out. So now we can talk about it. So this is a Teen Vogue piece that is by Stitch. Fuck yeah. Great name. Fuck yeah. Love it. Um, And it's titled On Twilight and Fiction's History of Confederate Vampires. Hello. I'm in it. Already sold. Welcome. Already here. I'm I'm here. (laughs) Let's talk about it, baby. Finally. Um, and this is is not just about Jasper, but obviously discusses in yeah. very <laughs> in very depth um, about Jasper, but also goes into about the fucking brown haired guy from <laughs> Vampire Diaries. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Sir. <laughs> Mr. I, he's one, you know, one of them. He's one of them. At one of the summer holders or something. And then there's the Sookie situation. Yeah. So the ones where they, you know, had to wear like dick socks. What was that on HBO or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is like not a new thing. No. It is very. It's not new. A weird trend, you know. That seems no. To keep <laughs> popping up. Twilight was not the first, of course. Yeah. But I think that. What I appreciated about this piece, in addition to talking about Twilight, Vampire Diaries, even Interview with the Vampire, is the fact that vampires have been associated with white supremacy mm-hmm. and the Confederacy. And like, hmm, what, what, hmm. Mm, interesting. Maybe let's, that's interesting. Huh, wonder why. 
Hmm, interesting. I think that one of the things that I've often seen throughout the Twilight fandom is Jasper's character has almost been, like, put aside as, like, oh, that was just a one-time thing. Yeah. Um, that happened, but he's not like that anymore. But when you put all of these examples side by side, it's like, hmm, is it, though? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I think that one of the pull quotes that I had seen attached to this article that I would really appreciated is, like, if they have these beliefs then. Right. If they had acted on them, how do we know for certain that they don't have them now? Yeah, seriously. So I appreciate the fact that, like, this isn't just something that is being discussed somewhere, I don't know, like, on blogs, but is something that, Actually like, Actually a big publication, yeah. Yeah, that is um, being recognized and appreciated for the important discussion that it is. Yeah. This weird thing that keeps happening, and it's like, y'all, we can have quote-unquote, like, stan or appreciation for a, a fictional character up into a point, right? Where it's like, actually, why do we keep having to go to this weird racist-like version of someone being a vampire and, like, being someone from the past, you know? Just like, right. Mm, why? I agree. I would highly recommend folks taking a look at the article yeah. itself. Because um, I think that it goes into a... a fantastic nuance here and gives quite a few examples on mm-hmm. here that can, we can only give like cliff notes to without just like reading the whole piece and i don't right. think that that is effective yeah. right. um, for giving traffic to this piece but i think that it is something that i appreciate and something i've appreciated about teen vogue in general is that they provide their name and credibility towards conversations like this mm-hmm. i think that in the past, this might have been considered, like, quote, not important. Yeah. When it is, it's the media that we consume. Yeah, it's fully shapes how people <laughs> understand things and see things. Yeah, and so I I appreciate being able to see that on a, on a magazine that is very, like, everyone knows that name. So yeah. I love that. In a major turn of news, something that you brought to our attention is a weird friendship. <sighs> Could you share this news with the class? It brings me the least amount of joy a person can have. It seems to have been a thing for a while, but I have not known this. You have not known this. Mm -mm. Um, It turns out our boy Rob is uh, pretty chummy with Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio, the worst man in Hollywood. One of them. I mean, not the worst. There's a lot of worst guys, but he's still pretty up. He's not great. So much so that uh, most recently he... uh, celebrated his 47th birthday uh hbd leo i guess (laughs) (laughs) even though your oldest girlfriend ever has been like 25 whatever so he had a birthday party and robert and suki were there as esteemed guests but i just want to break down some of the other guests here because this (laughs) guest list is the most one of the most chaotic things i've ever seen in my entire life please first of all we have snoop dogg Just out the gate. Just out the gate, Snoop Doggy Dog is here. We also get LeBron James. Sure. Okay. Okay. Sure. Did, was he required to bring (laughs) two token black people? Like, I, well, there, here, we also have Beyonce and Jay-Z are there. Okay. So we got that. Um, and most wild of this, just to cap it all off here, Jeff Bezos. And his, his girlfriend, Lauren Sorry, so, what? So, so that's... Was that it? Was it just that, like, fucking eight of them vibing? 
I don't know. There are photos on Instagram, all that Snoop Dogg posted. So there's not many of many other people there. Because I know this was a couple weeks ago. It was a couple right? weeks the ago. Article... So this is not breaking news. So I'm sorry. But also like, you know, it was fairly recently, fairly right? Recently. It was it was this month. Yeah. If there was like 100 people, one, that's a big gathering. Yeah. So whoa. Yeah. Leo. <laughs> But also if it was just the eight of them right. or whatever, like yeah. if it was just 10 people yeah, and it was Robert and Suki were just vibing yeah. with that group of people. Yeah. Hello? What were they talking about? Yeah. What exactly do they talk about? And like this prompted me to do some digging, right? Because I'm like, that's weird. Why is Rob there? Um, but it turns out he has been to one of Leo's birthday parties as recently or as late as in 2017 for his 43rd birthday. Right post uh, uh, FKA Twigs split. Whoa. So it seems like he's been buddies with Mr. DiCaprio for, for quite a while. What the fuck? At least documented. So this is weird because I I have his name, not Robert, obviously. Leon, I yeah. have Leo's <laughs> name um, muted on Twitter. So I don't. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I cannot with that man. I did not know about this and also i don't i don't know where else i would have gotten my fucking leo news yeah exactly um that is the wildest shit i've ever heard yeah because both of those situations i cannot find a middle where that would be normal yeah if it was a large like gala then i'd be like yeah of course leo and rob would be on the same guest list right sure but if it's Leonardo DiCaprio's birthday party. And what I like to imagine is, like, not one of his fucking assistants making this list, but, like, Leo has a fucking notepad and a pen, and he's making this list himself. And he's like, okay, number one, my best friend Robert. Yeah. Number two, Jeff Bezos, because obviously. Like, what the fuck? Second, or number three, Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is this list? He's just going through, like, his top eight. I'm just so Who is this man? scared of the implications of this gathering of people. How old does he think he is? That's a great question. Because 47, like, it's not old, right. right? Like, it's not, but also, it's not 25, Leo. Yeah, Leo. So. <laughs> jot that down. <laughs> so jot that down, you piece of shit, because this isn't like an MTV Sweet 16 party. You don't just invite Snoop and Beyonce yeah. and Robert Pattinson. What, right. who are you? Like, what's going like, on? What is your friend group, Leo? I don't... <sighs> do you hang out with these man. people in other aspects of your life? Yeah, do you just, like, FaceTime Jay-Z Stop. all the time? Because <laughs> if you do, then my bad. Honestly, yeah. fuck, that, if, my bad. If you guys are homies, go <laughs> off. Whatever. Chase your truth. If you don't, which is what I expect, then what the fuck did you talk about when they arrived? Mm-hmm. I'm so scared. My brain is literally melting. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I like to personally imagine is that Robert and Suki pulled up. They said, hey, Leo, happy birthday. They bowed to Beyonce. They said, I'm so grateful to be in your presence. They fucking punched Jeff Bezos. And then they got out of there. Yeah. Honestly, could be fun. I'd like that. God, I just want to punch him so bad. Yeah. And that's so unfortunate because I loved Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. For most of my movies. life. Or at least did. He did. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I just want to fucking shake him and be like, I believed in you. Yeah. I stood up for you. We all gave you an Oscar that you didn't deserve <laughs> because we all pitied you because you kept in not getting an Oscar for many years. And like, we just let that slide. Me? And now you've brought Romeo rampant. and Juliet? What's eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. 
Titanic, obviously, yeah. you asshole. <laughs> and then you go and do this. You dated a 24-year-old. I'm yeah. so mad. I can't stop. I can't. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, welcome to the interlude where we yell about Leonardo DiCaprio. As happens every episode. That is now a staple <laughs> of this podcast. Welcome. Enjoy. <sighs> Just sometimes I need to get my rage out by yelling at yeah. old Hollywood men who prey on yeah. young people. Well, speaking of <sighs> age gaps... Speaking of being super chill and not... not the same way, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a segue I got and I'm going to use it. Speaking about communicating your feelings in very direct ways mm, to people. Sure. Let's talk about... I keep wanting to say folklore and not frostbite. I hate words. Let's talk about frostbite. Let's talk about folklore, a.k.a. frostbite. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Taylor Swift's I mean, this frostbite. is a fucking... This is a moody book. I'll say that. I mean, Yeah. Um, when here. we <laughs> when we last left off, um, there was a little bit of smooching. A little bit there of steamy was, smooching. There was a little bit of steamy smooching, um, which I love. Yeah, personally, um, Rose getting all up in Demetri's face and being like, "Oh yeah, you don't have feelings for me. You don't. Yeah, you don't. Like, kiss me, bro. Um, <laughs> Come on, bro." Which I saw someone say, like, we should put, we should have merch of that. And I do, I love that. Ooh, that would be very good. Like, I would wear a kiss me bro t-shirt. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I think it was like, come, come at me, bro. Or like, come yeah. kiss me, bro. And I yeah. was like, absolutely, I would fucking wear that. In a heartbeat, absolutely. Just with the, like, can you imagine the holiday version with like a little bit of mis- mistletoe? Stop. Come kiss me, bro. <laughs> come on. Anyways. Don't be shy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so that's where we left off. Of Rose still having a black eye. Yeah. Still communicating her feelings great. Still being a third <laughs> No <male>. notes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no <laughs> notes. Um, so where where are we at now, starting chapter nine? Chapter nine, Rose is still a little down bad. She's like, well, damn it. Welcome you know, to this book. That, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not inconsistent with her, this entire book, which is unsettling. Um, right. But she's like, all right, Demetri is like, no more practices probably for until we go on the big old trip for forever for forever for forever it's like we're just gonna not uh do this again and we're just gonna avoid each other and then pray that that works um so we're gonna do that um and she keeps thinking about the kiss and keep obsessing about it whatever 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 um but then it's christmas christmas time baby it's christmas yay christmas it's christmas and the whole gang is here we got, we got them all. We got Mason. We got uh, Dimitri. We got all the boys. We got Lissa. We got, we got Lissa. We got everyone. Everyone's just vibing, having their we got cute little Tasha. Christmas moments. Yes, Tasha's here, crucially, because Tasha is very important. up and Adams with Dimitri. Just chat. That sounds like they're fighting. They're not fighting. They're not they're fighting. Flirting. No, they're flirting. They're, <laughs> they're sexy fighting. They're flirting. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, because I know that can be confusing yes. because of how this book works and what flirting looks like, but right. they are flirting. Yeah, because, and, like, obviously Dimitri is, like, fully ignoring Rose. He's just chatting oh, up yeah. with Tasha, having their own little thing. And in Rose the same just, group. In the same group. On Christmas, on- there's six of them. He, They're both ignoring each other. Well, ignoring. he's ignoring her. Yeah, and but, like, meanwhile, Rose is just, like, fully staring at him and being like, well... <laughs> His hair looks you know how, like he brushed it, which is great. Um, and he is wearing a coat that is nice, and it does and fit him well. And a sweater. And a sweater. So a sweater. Just taking notes, you know, thinking about that. And um, it's so fucked up because 
one, I've been here. Mm-hmm. I know how this works. So, Rose, I love you. I get it. Yeah. Um, and they're having Christmas brunch, which, love that. Yeah. That sounds very festive. Very cute. Um, but this motherfucker has the audacity to, one, be talking to a woman that's his age. Mm-hmm. In front of the girl that he actually likes. Right. And he's talking to this woman about kids. Yep. You actual asshole. Such a monster move. Like, He's it's so, so rude. Up. It's so disrespectful. Because <laughs> Tasha's like, oh, I could never see you, like, hanging out with kids. But you'd probably be talking to them, maybe talking Russian. So no one even know what you're saying. And it's just like, stop it. You guys, stop. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, like, the way that Tasha's talking to him is like, I didn't know that you were interested in kids, Dimitri. Like, I didn't yeah. even know, how. I, who would what? know that about you? What? And he's doing his, quote, rare smile. Fuck <sighs> off. So fucked. Who are you? Sir. <sighs> Sir. So annoying. <sighs> and then there's Lissa and Christian. Lissa well, and, and Christian they, are just horny because they just had their great sex for the first time. They had great First of all, unrealistic. Yeah, right. (laughs) Unrealistic that the first time that they have sex together is great. And now they're just like floating and like high off each other. Fully on cloud nine. Yeah. On Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And Rose is just like next to Mason, who's just like high and is like, what's up? I love Christmas brunch. I love you. (laughs) What? I mean, she's like, I can't. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, Then we get a little Christmas present present situation presents um where lissa finally talks to rose <laughs> finally after being distracted by christian for what seems like forever now yeah it's like now dinner um and gets her like jesus beads <laughs> we do love jesus beads jesus in this home beads. um i my brain went to like because this is essentially because rose is like I'm not religious, obviously. Y'all know that. I just went to church because it was the only thing I was able to do when I was she under house arrest. She self-identifies as orthodox agnostic, yeah. which is a, which, a great vibe. Sure, that's a thing. Absolutely. Go for it. Go. Chase your bliss. Ma'am. Um, I also love, too, that she's like, I'm sure there is one, but I'm just too lazy and I don't have enough time to investigate. And it's like, are you the <laughs> one to be in- Like, I don't know if that's <laughs> what that is, but great. Love it. Love that energy. Um, but Lissa you know, is down with JC, you know, loves I mean, she, her power is spirit. So like if she wasn't, it would be weird. The Holy Spirit. Um, (laughs) And so Rose is like, what, why would you give me this? Are you trying to convert me? What the fuck is this? And she's like, no. Why would you give me a bracelet size rosary, ma'am? It's a family heirloom. It's important. (laughs) And it also means that you are, like, it's for a guardian in my family, which I would choose you because you are my guardian. Which is not, it's like, hello, (laughs) wink, 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 You're my family, bitch. Yeah. It reminded me, too, of, like, ah, that thing in, like, Greek life where they, like, give you the letters of your thing to, like, own them and to be, like, you're mine, wink, kind of thing. That gave me those vibes, but, like, in a gay wink way. In Jesus way. way. In a Jesus Lord way, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because the way that she says it, it's, like, there's... It's a bra- – well, it's, like, bracelet size anyways. Uh-huh. It's not, like, really a bracelet. Yeah. But it's got all these beads, and then it has a, quote, heavy gold crucifix. Like, ma'am? Yeah. Fully. <laughs> not subtle at all. No. Not at all. Yeah. 
Sounds then, cool though. It sounded it looked pretty sick in my sounds mind's expensive. eye. You know, sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And now she gets that confirmation that like, hey, we're besties for life, baby. Also, please never stop protecting me because I need to, even though I don't talk yeah. to you that much anymore. But we're because I'm good. having sex. I'm having sex and I'm having a great time. So like, <laughs> just this is my peace offering to you. Go. <laughs> right. Um, and then just to add on to that fun little mood, we get Rose's mom. Yeah. She's back. As if this Christmas hasn't been weird enough. Or traumatic enough for Rose specifically. Everyone else is like coupled up, having a fun time, giving gifts. Rose is literally having a panic attack at every single moment of this and has no one at all to talk to ever. Nope. So she's doing great. And then old mom comes in and we're just having a great time. Yeah. Fucking Janine comes in and immediately makes it as like, thank you for this gift. Can I talk to your mom about how to kill people? Yeah. And Rose is like, fuck, I get, like, I guess. Come on. And so Mason is just like lit up asking Janine everything. And of course, Janine answers like a robot. Yeah. Um, And so Rose, again, is left out, is like the seventh wheel at this point. God feel so bad for this girl yeah and then they're like okay let we should talk one-on-one you and me um and mason fully gets the hint it's like actually i do have somewhere i i got a a corner i need to walk into real quick (laughs) so i'm gonna do that and you guys can i need to pretend to be an npc and i'm just gonna walk (laughs) skyrim walk into a door (laughs) (laughs) i need to disappear actually yeah oh god and they have this very uncomfortable interaction which is part of the course for them but especially on christmas really rings another level of stuff because like she takes her to her room you're like do you want to see my room and she's like i guess that's the spot and they're like looking at all of her things in her room and like her photos and the things that she likes like the books that she has of her interests and she's like wow it's like my mom is actually meeting me for the first time cool love this doing great Love this. Yeah. My mom has never seen these photos of me and Lissa as a kid. Right. My mom doesn't know that I like sweethearts. Right. We're <laughs> just making my, really. The core things of me. <laughs> <laughs> my mom doesn't. Is just making really awkward small talk about these gifts that Tasha gave me, which cool. Yeah. That the love of my life's girlfriend gave me these gifts. Great. Right. Good. And then we get this gift from Janine. Which is another yeah. piece of jewelry, but more cursed feeling. <laughs> yes, and but also another family heirloom. Another family heirloom. Yes, I, I would assume it is still part of the thing. She doesn't explain any of it. She's just like, here, this is no. Here. She <laughs> doesn't. But from what we know about uh, Rose's dad, I'm guessing yeah, that it, this is the it does, fucking evil eye from right the culture that he's. Of. Right. It's just like her not doing that and being like, this, take it. Um, cool. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. And Rose is like, I didn't get you anything. And she's like, that's, I don't need anything. Whatever. I don't, what, <laughs> what are gifts? It's <laughs> like, are you a human woman? Janine. No, she's not. Um, and then we get this confirmation, or at least Rose gets this confirmation from Janine that 
She's just dropping bombs. Dropping gossip bombs. Really, Janine is the gossip whisperer up in here, even though she is a full (laughs) robot and doesn't actually know that these things will cause emotions to other people, especially her daughter. Um, And that Dimitri and Tasha are definitely, or Tasha's definitely interested in Dimitri and definitely wants to pursue having him as her own guardian and leaving Lissa and ostensibly Rose, which is big drama and sends Rose on a bit of a tailspin, you know? Yeah. And not even just in the like guardian way, but in the like, like fully guardian way, guardian, like partnership kind of way. Right. So um, (laughs) it's a choice for Janine to just say that. And then so casually peace sign and walk out. (laughs) Yeah. And Rose is just like, I am actually tired. It's probably like, 12 p.m. but i am i need to sleep so leave please yeah (laughs) get the fuck out this sucks yeah um because down bad again (laughs) and she's art like we are like 130 pages into this book already and this girl has been nothing but down bad yeah um and yet this now turns into the like fucking October, November, December, January. Yes, like it's just it <laughs> goes rotating very and disassociating. And yeah, not having a great time. And Rose is like, "Well, fuck Christmas now." Like I yeah. hate Christmas I is hate ruined. This. this sucks. I'm out. But she doesn't get four months to disassociate. She gets mm, twelve hours, maybe. Yeah, because now it's ski trip time, baby. Yep. We were wondering when this was going to happen. Finally. I did not know it it was going to be Because this was alluded the first two chapters. Because after that big attack, they were like, hey, as a, you know, token of our appreciation for you and your trauma, we're all just going to vibe out in the ski shit. Yeah. And just try to be afraid and, like, not escape other people that could fuck us up, you know? Which Wait. I even forgot about that whole thing because it's been so fucking long. They've been teasing the ski trip, and I'm like, oh yeah, shit, they that's why they're it, here. And then they were like, well, yeah, just gotta, <laughs> we gotta lay some groundwork over here before we get into the slopes. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I will say, worth the wait so far. Yes, because uh, when we get to this chapter, ooh, this is great. There is big drama. All the things I was loving. Um, Rose still being like, I am not taking 100% of my brain power on Dimitri and Tasha. It's only like 95%, so it's fine. I'm good, and I feel great and ready to the go. The other 5% all on these private jets that yes, they have. Yes, all on these PJs. You know what I mean? Just these big, fancy vampire jets. You know? Oh, so much description for these jets, which I, I appreciate and I love. I Yes. And honestly, a lot of description on the ski resort itself which i needed mm. i needed that in my brain <laughs> it's like take me there <laughs> i want to be there because <laughs> i wasn't sure where they were going with it and so yeah. the fact that it is just a vampire only ski resort yeah that is meant to function on a nocturnal based schedule amazing i love it i'm very sick it. i love the red and black and gold color schemes i'm here yeah you've got me <laughs> Yeah. And, like, we're getting a little bit of Rose Mason situation. Yeah. Over here. Yeah, once Rose finally leaves her amazing room. The most decorative, beautiful. They got a huge TV. There's a little, like, downstairs there's a, like, marble, or there's a marble bathtub in there. 
They've got a hot tub. They got a hot tub. Time machine. Yes, they got chocolate (laughs) and snacks. It seems like I wouldn't leave that room. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Sounds great. The 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 quad gang, Lisa Christian, Mason Rose. We're like, let's go skiing. Let's do our fun little ski challenge. Um, To which immediately, like Lisa and Christian are like, this um, seems like dangerous. So we're actually gonna vibe. Uh, and probably just fuck in a cabin somewhere um, or a hot tub. Who knows? You know. And y'all this is where we enter Rose getting her first Dimitri hallucination. Yeah, a la New Moon. I mean, not really, but like sort of, sort of a, like a vision. You know. Yeah. Of being like, this is reckless. You know, this is. And she hops on the fucking motorcycle anyways. And says, fuck it. And fuck you, bitch. I'm maybe yep. I'll romance Mason now. I yep. am very stable and in a good place to be in a relationship with someone who yeah, loves maybe me I'll so go much. skiing and hurt myself or kill Mason. You or know? what? Who's to Who's, say? Who knows? I'm unpredictable, baby. Whatever, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And they keep doing this, like, one-off thing of, like, challenging each other to do more and more intense uh, stunts, I guess, stunts. <laughs> on, yeah. on the skis. Um, and up to a point where one is, make that one that Mason proposes, in which he does a fuck ton of shit. It's like, you go over a ridge, you swing back. I don't know any ski terms. I don't know what any of this Same. means. Um, swing back with that, quote, hairpin turn. Dodge totally, some trees yeah. and then land somewhere. So that sounds uh, great and scary. And then right? Rose is like, that seems even too much for me. But I will do yep. it just because I have I have nothing else going for me right now. And I do not care what happens if I die. So totally healthy. <laughs> which is great. <coughs> Definitely not a concerning mindset to yeah. approach life with. Rose? Seems like she's doing really well. Um <laughs> So much so that she goes first and actually does crush it. She does. She does kill it. She, she does, does do a great job. She does pull a girl boss move, which <laughs> we love to stay. We love to see it. Absolutely. Even though she Rose, fully could have died. 2008 Olympics. Killing it. Yes, absolutely. The team uh, fucking Vampire Academy. She is here. Oh, my God. Um, yes. And then Mason's like, all right, bet. I'm going to. I'm going to do it since I did uh, pose this question and pose this task for us to do. Um, right. And then he immediately eats shit. Yeah. Like, thankfully, he doesn't fucking break his neck. Yeah. Like, he, like, has, like, a sprain on his ankle or something. But, like, nothing super deadly serious. You know, nothing else yes. like fuck him up. He's just probably going to be out of commission for a little bit on his leg. You know? Yes. But enough for Rose to be like, oh, shit. Uh, we fuck. should talk maybe to someone. Not, yeah. Yeah, maybe not do this again yeah. for a while. So, you know. And so she also let's again just find gets another the, dangerous person yeah. to deal with. Because again, she gets this another vision of Demetra being like, y'all, too dangerous, too scary. You should have been better, whatever. But then she's like, all right, here's this cool dude in a fucking duster smoking his fucking uh, clove cigarette. like a John Green main yeah. character. <laughs> smoking a clove cigarette. Um, just vibing, chilling. Um, and she's like, let's just see what this guy's all about. You know what I mean? Let's just, <laughs> let's just see what this guy's about. Here's the thing. I can judge her as much as I need to in this moment, but I know full well if I'd seen this motherfucker looking like Lee Pace yeah. in a in a tall ass duster. Yeah. 
smirking, smoking clove cigarettes. I know my ass would have walked directly oh, to him. Oh, absolutely. He is being like, no you judgment. look like trouble. Yeah, but I am interested. <laughs> I, uh, I need to know a little bit more about the trouble that you bring into this space. Yeah. How did you feel about this little flirty situation? So At here's least on the his thing. part. Yeah. Break it down. Um, <laughs> uh, fuck this dude for real. Yeah. Right? Like, um, especially the way that he, like, calls Rose over mm-hmm. in this very – it gave me very um, – honestly, it gave me very new moon energy of when mm. when Bella, like, walks over to those motorcycle guys yeah. for the first time. Yeah. And that guy's like, hey, little lady. Little like, it lady. gave me <laughs> – um, like it's it's gross, but also this guy's so arrogant and cocky. Just like I hate it. Even the first like opening line, right? Yeah, he has everything going from a being like looking very mysterious, looking very sexy, smoking clove cigarettes, whatever. His first yeah. fucking thing was like, "You smell good." Ugh. And she's like, gross. "I am fully covered in sweat." And then he goes on a multi-paragraph rant about how Uh, sweat is actually very sexy (laughs) like i'm saying a john green character yeah fully just like speaking in in riddles and euphemisms (laughs) and fucking passages from fucking dorian gray ass motherfucker like and yet i know full well yeah this motherfucker named adrian yeah hello devastating this yeah. man i can't listen we are not immune we can critique all we want we are not immune <laughs> to this man's charms and i i'm fully i yeah res- I especially that. especially like one first of all this man's very obsessed with sweat don't yes. like that don't like so that. specifically too. <laughs> um don't like the way that this man talks about body chemistry i've watched a lot of criminal minds sir you need to knock it off yeah that's not a little too far that's not My i don't man. like it um, but also this guy comes from, like, one of the most wealthy and powerful families or whatever. Yeah. He's and so Rose wig. is, like, yeah. He, so Rose is already, like, fuck you. Fuck yeah. your family. Fuck everything about you. Especially because of the fact that I think later on he refers to Rose as Janine Hathaway's daughter. Yeah. And she's, like, I'm Rose Hathaway. Motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I'm not my mother's daughter. <sighs> yeah. Um, this was a very interesting situation. I am assuming, mm. given the way that Freo Roche writes things, yeah. um, that Rose will <laughs> be like, oh, so Tasha and Dimitri, huh? Fuck I'll it. just use Adrian. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just vibe with Adrian. Yeah. Because fuck Mason. <laughs> I don't like fuck Mason. Ma- <laughs> because Mason's, Mason's not a threat to Dimitri. Yeah. And Adrian is. Yeah. So I'll use him. And you know what? She's not wrong. I'd like to see it, you know? <laughs> I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. This is I'll, pretty uh, steamy. Um, we also he's, get a little introduction, uh, a little interruption, I should say, uh, from Mia. Oh, God. Uh, because they're, so they're chit-chatting. And Mia is, again, still fucking relevant in this book. Um, and she's just, like, walking around and just stumbles upon them. And just Rose ready is, to start trouble with ready anyone. Ready to start shit. And Rose is just like, hey, girl, what's up? And immediately <laughs> is just like, oh, you're with another guy right now? And Rose is like, what do you, well, stop. What are you talking about? <laughs> I hate this. We're not friends. Fuck you. 
And Mia's like, well, Rose only hangs out with guys and psychopaths. So you guys are probably a great fit. And she's probably fucked everyone at St. Vladimir's, even though I fully made that up the first time. And I'm just going to yep. keep rolling with it. They're... This conversation between the two of them is gross and unnecessary. And yet somehow this Adrian is 21, yeah. which is important to note here. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at this conversation between high schoolers and being like, you know what, actually, my bad. Yeah. I shouldn't have approached you because you're a minor. Hooting and hawing from the sidelines. <laughs> he fucking is eating it up. Yeah. He loves it. And I ugh. full peanut gallery. Like doing yeah. cat noises, like as if they're, you know, being catty with each other and just him loving it, licking it all up, you know? Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. No so. thank you. Yeah, I wish honestly, um when is Mia gonna turn into a Shigoi, you know? Yeah, I like when is she gonna girl boss a little too close to this? A little too close. That's all I want. That would make her at least a little more interesting. She would be far more interesting if she could be catty and annoying, but be evil. Right, but because then I would be scared of her. (laughs) Right now, she's just like an annoying twerp, you know, that just causes shit and doesn't actually follow through on anything. You know, she's like a fucking fly. I'm just like, go away. Yeah. Anyways, um, Adrian is annoying. And yeah. the thing that, especially when he's at the end, he's like, Rose Hathaway. <laughs> him just him only talking in paragraphs and riddles. Yes. He's like, Rose Hathaway, I can't wait to see you again. If you're this charming, while tired and annoyed, and this gorgeous, while bruised and in ski clothes, you must be devastating at your peak. Oh, gross. Because <sighs> that was the other thing that Mia had said, too, is... <laughs> while Mia was walking away, she was like, and by the way, right. um, her mom <laughs> her mom is the one who gave her that black eye. So just so you know, so, sir. We're j- take take notes. Okay. Just have that yeah. in mind. All right. And they do so have this, annoying. like, I hate that I love it, but like the perfect enemies to lovers set up where it's just like the him being like, well, I'll see you again. And she's like, you definitely won't. And he's like, I don't know about that. And she's like, fuck mm. you. Stop. And it's just like, <sighs> The problem is I don't like him, but I do love that dynamic. Yeah, so... And I do love that as a ploy to make Timmy Jane Absolutely. So, it's just, so it's will all it so up. juicy, regardless of the outcome. You're just like, yes, I will like right. to see how any of this plays out in every direction. I love it. Yeah, I agree. setting up for I, some top-tier drama. Yeah, because the... Adrian, trash. Yeah. Right? Tasha deserves the world. Yes, does she deserve Demetri? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think did, we've I seen think them interact she, like a couple of times, and they know. do seem to be great friends. I don't. Yes, absolutely. We haven't really seen a lot of like romantic chemistry, right? I think she deserves the world. That she's yes. a boss ass bitch. Yeah. Um. I just I am excited to just fucking sit back in yeah. my popcorn and watch this play out. Absolutely. So. Especially in a ski lodge where they can't go away. I know. It's all just, oh. they're in, oh. Mm. So good. I can't wait until it gets fucking, like, snowed in. Like, something get bad happen. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. I'm going to eat it all up. Yes. Anyways, um, we have chapters 11 and 12 Hell next yeah. week. So give us your predictions. Give us your questions. Give us your ratings on people who you, Ooh. what do you think is going to happen? Some Let us vibe know. checks. Perhaps. Give us yes, give us your vibe checks. I want to know. Yeah. Um. But we have some amazing patrons to thank. Would you like to start us off? Yeah, of course. Thank you to Katie Black. 
Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Kylie Minty. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Woo! Yes. Thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. Mulch. Thank you to our unofficial intern, Taylor uh, Brown, uh, Town, uh, Lautner. Yes. Gibbs. Thank you to Danae Swan. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Wow. Ooh. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Thank you to Megan Pattinson. <laughs> Shout out, Cassandra O'Shea. Oh, Shay. Ooh. Thank you to Rachel Seeker. Shout out Alexandra Ozera. Oh. Thank you to Aaron Weber. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Clara Belikov. Ooh. Thank you to Katya Cart. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Ooh. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Ooh. Thank you to my mom, your mom, oh. all oh. of our moms, Kelly oh. Beck. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. <laughs> Shout out Laura Forty. Ooh. Thank you to Abby Penn. Ooh. Thank you to Catherine Hathaway. Ooh. And last but certainly not least, thank you to Dan Zeklos. I have a fan fiction Ooh. this week <laughs> uh, that was sent into sent in by our unofficial intern Taylor Lautner. Yep, it's him, the real guy, the, the, the real, real man. Guy. Him. <laughs> I'm pleased to announce that it has not been Taylor Browntown Lautner. Yeah, it has in fact been Taylor Lautner. This yeah, whole he's time. finally Can reached you? out. He's broken his silence. <laughs> <laughs> He broke our NDA. Taylor, yeah. you're done. No, it was in fact Taylor. <laughs> Taylor Brown. Um, I am pleased to announce that I understand all of the references in this fan fiction. It's such a God bless. You know what I mean? It's so nice. This fan fiction is titled <laughs> Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And appropriately, it was written by Sagittarius Warrior. Sure. Welcome to the season. Welcome to the season. Here. Welcome to the space. Um, this summary <laughs> it goes as follows. When Rose gets hit by a branch during a storm, you know, as she does, sure. uh, she is sent back to Kansas and thinks she's Dorothy. While she's in Oz, her friends have to deal with Dimitri and Tasha's return to the Academy. I don't own anything. Mm. That's in all caps. Let it be known. <laughs> so this is, of course, a Wizard of Oz and Vampire Academy crossover. This is from chapter seven through Dimitri's eyes. So this is from Dimitri's point of view. Great. I watched as Lista left the room to get a Coke. Rose hadn't moved since her last fit when I walked in. To be honest, it scared me to see her like that. When Christian told me about her being in a coma, I didn't want to believe it. Only my fears were confirmed when I saw her in the hospital bed. Ever since her last fit, the only difference was in her face. She smiled more and laughed once out loud. 
Now alone with her, I got up from the chair I had been sitting in by the window and went to the side of her bed. I studied her face, a face I hadn't seen in almost a year and a half. Her face was longer, her face softer, her mouth just as it was when I left, and she had gotten a new earring at the top of her right ear. Some part of me was happy that her eyes were closed, though. I didn't want to see the pain in them that I had caused. I watched her a little bit longer in a comfortable silence. Nothing changed until she suddenly gasped. No, no, it was an accident. I didn't mean to kill anybody, she said. Her voice sounded so fragile and meek that it hurt. It wasn't the Rose Hathaway voice that I was used to and craved to hear. It also caught me off guard that she would be saying something like that. She was killing people in her dreams? She sounded like she was begging to be understood. I watched her face more carefully as it twisted in fear. I watched her as her face turned to shock and then sadness. What was going on inside her head? Dimitri, I looked up to see Alyssa and Christian standing opposite me. How is she doing? She asked, sitting on the edge of the bed. I don't know. She was saying something about not meaning to kill anyone. But other than that, I don't know. I said, honestly. (laughs) Christian gave Alyssa a look and then something told me that something was up. What part is she at? (laughs) The witch is in munchkin land and so is she, Alyssa replied easily. She let out a sigh of relief. What do you mean? I asked. This was confusing to me. What witch? And what is Munchkin Land? <laughs> End scene. What witch indeed? <laughs> oh my god. I love the idea that in this fiction, Dimitri does not know what the Wizard of Oz is. Yeah, honestly. Like, this man only knows old stuff. Right, but and the, yet his one blind spot know. is the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I think that's charming. <laughs> I love that. I love that for him. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Taylor. I appreciate that very much. So thank you, Taylor, for this gift. Folks, I hope that you took care of yourself over the weekend. Yeah. Have some mashed potatoes for me. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and we will be back. For us, anyways, we'll be back on that Christmas creep grind when we get back. Christmas creep. <laughs> Especially because in the narrative, that is seasonally appropriate for us anyways. Yeah. But as we say here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get whipped. Ooh. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.